Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to Golf Talk Live. I'm your host, Ted Odorico, broadcasting live every Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. Central, from Panama City Beach, Florida, home of the world's most beautiful beaches. I want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for joining me on my weekly broadcast. Every week, I'll feature some of the best instructors, coaches, authors, and entrepreneurs in the golf business today. I begin with a great discussion on Coach's Corner, followed by an insightful interview with my special guest. So let's get started by introducing tonight's Coach's Corner panel. All right, good evening, everybody, and again, welcome to Golf Talk Live, and just a uh, slight program change. We're not going to have a Coach's Corner panel tonight. Instead, I'm just going to be uh, interviewing my very special guest tonight, uh, who I'm going to introduce here in just a minute. But uh, again, thank you, everybody, for joining me. And we're going to have a little shorter program uh, as well. It's only going to be about an hour instead of my regular two-hour program. As I said, uh, there won't be a Coach's Corner panel this week, uh, but they'll be back uh, next week. And I've got a good, uh, couple of good guys that are going to be coming on um, on the panel uh, but um, so so make sure you, you stick around uh, next week for that. But um, I want to remind everybody too that Golf Talk Live is brought to you by the iGolf Sports Network and Golf Tips Magazine. Uh, iGolf Sports is a live stream broadcast and media production company providing top quality programming designed to attract the golfing enthusiast. Uh, golf Tips, the game's most in-depth instruction magazine, offering insightful reviews on the latest equipment, tips from PGA uh, and LPGA teach professionals all designed to help improve your game from tee to green. So subscribe today at golftipsmag.com. All right, my very special guest tonight, I'm very excited to have him on. Uh, he's known as Fast Eddie Fernandez. Uh, he's a golf professional, an entertainer, fundraiser, keynote speaker, and of course, a world long drive champion. Uh, and here's just some of his numerous accolades, including uh, he was the 2018 Masters World Long Drive Champion. Uh, he's been ranked number one in the world, uh, current Masters Division Long Drive rankings. Uh, ranked number 14 in the world current open division golf world long drive rankings. And he was the uh, 2019 Rock City Rumble Masters champion and the 2018 and 19 numerous world long drive tour event uh, and final uh, eight appearances in uh, live on Golf Channel. And also uh, the 2019 Masters world long uh, drive champion runner up. So please welcome my very special guest this evening, Fast Eddie Fernandez. Eddie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Ted. Thanks for having me, bud. Great to, great to be here. Great a, to talk with you. Not a problem. Um, as we're all, um, we'll, we'll get the elephant out of the room here. Um, we're all hunkered down, of course, uh, with this uh, global <laughs> pandemic. So everybody's uh, a little antsy and, and wanting to, to get back out on the golf course and, and, uh, and, and test their mettle, so to speak. And uh, although there are some uh, getting out there and able to do that, like yourself, uh, you mentioned uh, earlier off air, uh, that you were doing that today, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but um, we're going to talk about a few things tonight. One, we're going to talk about how you're able to, with really um, a non-traditional, what people would, would look at, and we were just talking about this a few minutes ago, what people would traditionally see as a, a long drive hitter, um, you know, some of them just really, really step on it. But you have a, a very unique swing. It's a very smooth and very fluid swing, which is not what you would traditionally see. So, Let's talk about that first. Um, how is it that you're able to generate, even though you're not just, as I said, stepping on it, how is you're able to generate so much power uh, into the ball? <laughs> yeah, uh, I get that all the time. So 
Um, basically, it's funny because when I, when I played for a living up until 2004, and then I took 10 years off and got into long drive in 20, end of 2013, um, I was a golf professional first. So, and then I became, you know, started doing long drive events and qualifying for the world championships. And, uh, you know, I've considered myself a long drive professional slash golf professional. So, but, and my buddy's like, Eddie, you're, my buddy TJ Cosgrove is funny. He's like, Eddie, you're a golf pro that just hits it really, really far. You're a player. So it's kind of <laughs> like, I, I'm kind of going back and forth to where, you know, yeah, I have a pretty good golf swing. And, um, but to answer your question, it's, it's, you know, once I started working with Lucas Wald, we started uh, working on sequence. Sequence of the golf swing is so important. Um, and speed should never look fast. Um, I have a, a really good flow to my golf swing. I've worked on it really hard with Lucas. Um, and just, I'm really, I'm not really focused on much, just kind of getting that fluid fluidity in the golf mm-hmm. swing and just, and just being fast at the ball and just make sure I'm rotating and, and uh, allowing my athleticism to come through uh, in a nutshell. Yeah, and that's key, and we're going to talk about that in, in some of the points um, that you've put together that you believe. In fact, there's five points that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but I just want to read out a few other interesting stats just to, to give the, uh, the listeners an, a little bit of an idea. Um, longest ball for the entire 2018 World Long Drive Tour season was 480 yards. Um, I mean, that's just mm-hmm. mind-boggling. Uh, and then at the 2018 World Champions was 418 um, mm-hmm. You know, again, just impressive numbers. Um, but I also want to point out something else on a, on a more, I guess, a side note is that you participate in numerous charity and corporate events, which help to raise yeah. millions of dollars uh, for a charity. So I want to give you a chance a little bit later to talk more about that. Um, so, I sure. mean, you, you know, in addition to, to belting the, uh, the ball a mile, um, you do a lot of other stuff on the side too. You do a lot of corporate stuff and you, you help out a lot of, uh, you know, great charities and foundations. Um, so it's not just a matter of hitting the long ball. You, you're a well-rounded professional, as you said. You, you, uh, you know, you're you're a golf professional, not just a long ball hitter. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah. So let me ask you. Um, you were out today. You mentioned uh, off mm-hmm. air. You were you're out today. Tell us a little bit about what was going on today. Yeah, it's just so just had some friends up from uh, from South Florida. Um, one of my buddies' clubs has they haven't been able to play because they've been closed. So uh, they came up and and we played a little golf out at Bella Kalina today, where I uh, where I'm a member and and uh, it was blowing today. It, the wind was was whipping, so it was uh, it was a tough day. Just to to give the viewers a little um, a, a little glimpse of how how tough the wind was. It was blowing 25 up to 30 at some points. And uh, on this one one hole, I hit an eight iron from 126 dead into the wind. And wow. then the next hole was into the wind. I hit a seven iron on a par three. It was like one 147. I wound up hitting a seven iron like eight feet. So it's uh, it, yeah, it's it, it was blowing. So it was about a, a three to four <laughs> club wind. And obviously, you know the old saying: when it's breezy, swing easy, right? <laughs> right. So you can't. Right, exactly. uh, it's better to kind of take one more club and just and just kind of hit it smoothly to control the flight of the ball. So what was it that that really made you decide to become a a, a long drive hitter? I mean, obviously you can hit the ball far, and and obviously you've, you've done that for some time, but. Um, what made you decide, was there a point or was there a period in, in your, your career that you said, you know what, I, I'm going to go for that. I want to try 
that. I mean, I know you want to play, but and we'll talk about that too. But um, mm-hmm. was there a point in your career that you decided that, you know what, I'm, I'm going to see how I can measure up to some of the, the long hitting guys out here? Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. So I played for a living um, and up until 04, just missed the cut. It's the second stage of PGA Tour qualifying in 04 and took 10 years off, got into a few different businesses, and then, um, you know, went back after the, the kind of the crash in 08, which really hurt my business at the time. Mm-hmm. So moved up to Chicago near my wife's uh, family and uh, was, went back in the restaurant business, needed to make some money and, and uh, was kind of doing that, was working my butt off six, seven days a week. And, and lo and behold, uh, in about October 2013, I'd been away from golf for, you know, since November of, of 2004. So it's been, it was nine years. And so I, while I was watching the world long drive and I've, I've watched it and I always mm-hmm. thought it was really cool and uh, watching these guys vomit. And, and uh, so I was watching the championships, the year Tim Burke won, who I'm, who I'm friends with now. And uh, I'm like, man, I said, I would love to know what my numbers are because I've, I've never been on a, a launch monitor. Like, um, so kind of Googled TrackMan Chicago and went to see a guy who I remained really good friends with, Tommy Asuma at Smart Golf and Fitness up in Chicago. And uh, I was like 134 club speed, 196 ball speed with like uh, a nine-year-old uh, R7 driver. So like 44 wow. and a half or 45 <laughs> inches at the time. So he's like, how old are you? So I was, I was 43 at the time. And, and I, luckily I stayed in really good shape. And I, I've always had a passion for golf, um, whether it be, you know, playing or then it became long drive. And, and just I've always been passionate about it. And, uh, and I went and, and he's like, I think we have something here. So, um, and, and luckily, Ted, I've, I've never had a, a major injury. I've never broken a bone, a tendon, a ligament, nothing. So outside of a little tendonitis I had last year uh, at the World Championships, um, you know, some, a little sore wrist as well. Other than that, I've been really, I mean, I've been good. I've been really blessed with, with my health. And, and, I mean, I'm 49, probably going on 30 to 35 physically. So I feel I feel fantastic. Um, probably a lot to do with the training and, and my nutrition, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But um, sure. but yeah, so I just kind of I fell in love with it right at that point. I saw you know Tim win, and I'm like, how cool would it be to to compete and just get out there with six six balls and just absolutely go to town and, and try to hit it as hard as you can. I mean, it's it's uh, if you get a room of a hundred people uh, and ask them what they would like to. Uh, you know, if they had one thing that they could improve on, it would be to hit it farther. So, um, so I think yeah. it's pretty cool to have, have the ability to do that. Well, and I mean, you watch, you know, as a teaching pro, I'm, um, you know, I see guys on the range in that all the time. And, you know, instead of working in other areas of their game, they're pulling their driver out and they're just trying to see how far they can hit it. And it's just, yeah. you know, you know, it's just something, and I think it's more prevalent, even though I know there, there's women long drivers and that, I think it's just something in the male DNA. We just want to smash it as far as we can. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and you see guys out there, they're just, you know, they're, and and I think it really picked up in the not early nineties when John Daly hit the tour, because, you know, here's this guy, he's over, you know, he's overweight and he's wrapping this club, you know, like 360 around his body. And, and then he's just cranking the thing out there. So next thing you know, you see all these guys out there, uh, you know, do, trying to do the same thing. 
But what's unique about your swing is, and as I said, I, I mentioned off air just before we, we come on tonight, and I watched one of the episodes on the Golf Channel, one of your appearances, and you know, when you look at your swing, it's not something that you would think would be associated with a, a world long drive champion because it's very, very right. silky smooth. I mean, it's a, it's a golf, as your friend said, it's a golf professional's you know, looking swing. And you see some of these guys, and as I said, it, you know, they really try to step on it. So that's really the key. It, it's not how hard you can just whip your body around. There's a science to it. Tell us a little bit what Absolutely. really it takes. Yeah, so when I started, I was having – I mean, I, I always had speed, um, but there was one piece missing. And once um, once I met uh, Lucas Wald, who I met him through a buddy of mine, Jeff Flagg, um, once I got with him, I had a really pretty big lateral slide, and I needed to get rid of it. I was kind of swinging down, hitting down on the ball, creating too much spin. Um, so once I started working with Lucas and, and kind of getting the sequence down and – I'll tell you what, there were thousands and thousands of slow motion reps and mirror work and, and just working on the drills that Lucas had me do. And then all of a sudden it started to come naturally and, all, and I wouldn't have to think about so much. And, and uh, this was November of 2017. So it's, it's more about rotation. Um, uh, quick little uh, note, Lucas, uh, the, the way Lucas kind of learned how to teach was he, he, uh, he went back and, and studied the greatest players of all time, the most powerful swings and uh, the Mickey Wrights and the Sam Sneeds and the Hogan right. and Nicholas and, and kind of learned frame by frame what they all had in common and why they were so good, why their swings, why they hit it so far. So he kind of developed right. his teaching around factual information. So um, once he told me this, I was in, a, you know, I bought in a hundred percent and I'm like, done. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty coachable. So um, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to, to get better. And, and we really worked hard on this and, and I put a lot of time in and my first two events the next year in the open division, I finished second in uh, at the East coast classic. I lost in the finals to Justin Moose. And then, um, and then I won the endless summer invitational in California in the open division. So uh, we knew we were on the right track and then obviously had a good year was on golf channel quite a bit and then won the master's division world championship in September. So, so it kind of all came together, but like you say, it's about that rotation hips and the sequence of the, of, of the golf swing. And uh, yeah, really cool, really cool stuff. Well, and, and you watch, if, if you look at, guys out on the tour you look at somebody like a freddie couples and an ernie l's you know mm -hmm. their their swings are, are effortless um you know obviously yes. uniquely different but but you know you look at an ernie l's and and you know i'm not saying he's hitting it 480 yards but you know he's hitting it a long way out there on tour and yet it look it barely looks like he's moving the club same thing with freddie couples mm -hmm. i mean they just sort of very sort of gingerly bring it up to their to the top of their backswing and then they come down and obviously there's a point where the power really comes into play and I think that's what right. really I noticed about watching your swing compared to others that I've seen in world long drive is some of them, I mean, they just go back with great force and then go through. But then the other thing is that they're not as accurate. You're very accurate with your drives. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I mean, in, everybody hits some stray mm -hmm. ones, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I hit it in the center of the face more than most. Um, uh, you know, a lot of times it was a tough year last year. It was, we had some crazy, uh, conditions 
with, you know, into the wind off the left, you know, 38 yard wide grid in Atlantic city, it was blown into us 30 miles an hour. And, and it was, you know, everyone obviously has to, has to compete in the same conditions, but when you're hitting a, a right. three or three and a half degree driver, you better hit that sucker in the middle of the face or <laughs> it's going to go off the world. So, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool how, you know, Freddie and, and like you said, Ernie Els and, uh, very right. effortless power. That that's the whole key to it. You know, maximum results with with the least amount of effort. Um, kind of marry the two together, and that's yeah, pretty pretty neat. Yeah, and and you know, as I said, I mean, you're you're hitting an, an incredible distance that most people can't even imagine. Um, with again, obviously there is power there, but it looks again, it looks very effortless. And and as far as the windy conditions, um. You know, if you're hitting it that far, I don't feel too too sorry for you. So, <laughs> you know, um, no, it's all yeah. good. I, I want I want a little wind. You got to you got to do a little work out there, Eddie. I mean, you can't just have it. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, good conditions all the time. All right, so let's talk. You you put together five points that have really helped you, and I want to go through them. So I want you to, um, uh, and this is really to, uh, this goes everything from your training to your swing mechanics, uh, nutrition, and so forth. So let's go. Let's go to point number one. Uh, and talk about the athletic training and movement part of your swing. Right. So, so the athletic training and movements in order to be, you know, competitive in long drive training is, is a huge must. I mean, you, your body, you have to be in incredible shape uh, to be at the highest level um, or to compete at the highest level, because if you don't, and the way I kind of put these together, Ted was, when I got into it, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going all in here. I can't just, you know, practice and that's it. I've got to, I've got to do it all. Right. I've got to do, you know, the athletic training, uh, you know, training in the gym, swing mechanics with my swing coach, uh, deliberate practice, mind work, uh, nutrition, hydration, and then recovery, rest, and sleep. All of that, in order, in order to become a champion, I figured this is what I have to do. And I'm, I'm no spring chicken. So I'm like, this is what mm-hmm. I have to do. I have to buy into all these points to be successful. If I figured if I could, um, and I knew I would because I know how I am, I said, I'm going to go in all in on all these points. It's going to give me now just doing all this or committing to all these points didn't mean I was going to be a world champion or win or right. you know, be very successful. It's just, it's, it's, I knew it was going to give me the best opportunity to be successful. So, and that's kind of what the difference is. People, well, if you work hard, you can do whatever you want. Well, no, if you work hard mm. and you dedicate yourself, it'll give you an opportunity to be successful. Where right. kind of people get it wrong. It just gives you an opportunity. Then you have to go out and you got to perform on the biggest stage. And that's, you know, but if you prepare the correct way, then there's, then it's just about, you know, just executing the plan and, and, and just going after it and, and accepting the results, good, bad, or indifferent. So, um, but the first one, uh, sorry to talk about that real quick, but um, that's okay. Training, Tra- training was really important. So when I first got into long drive, I worked out at Smart Golf and Fitness uh, with Tommy Asuma up in up in Chicago when I was living there, and uh, and and they were fantastic. They kind of got me on the way, and and uh, you know I work out three four days a week. I'd practice, you know, three four five days a week indoors. They had a be- beautiful indoor facility up there. Um, still do. They just moved into a a, a bigger facility. Um, but, uh, you know, I would train, I do a lot of stuff with Tommy and, and kind of rotationally and, and get kind of both sides, uh, balanced, um, balance and speed power, 
uh, agility. So, you know, I can swing almost as fast, probably within 5% lefty as I can righty. So I can swing, you know, in the low 130s lefty. So, which is, wow. which means my body is, is really uh, balanced between my dominant and my non-dominant side, um, as well as my left side's a little bit weaker. Um, but I mean, it's pretty, pretty close. And I, and people ask me all the time, what, you know, why I've been healthy and, and what, what's the key to health. I've even told PJ tour players, as I said, it's about balance of the body. You know, I'm doing yep. things that, you know, forwards, backwards, left-handed, right-handed, one leg, you know, both sides and, and diagonal and, and, and everything else. And I think that's really, really important. Like some of the things that uh, my trainer, Jeff Flagg and I talk about, uh, it's about, you know, moving athletically training as an athlete. So, uh, we do a lot of stuff on our feet and, uh, you know, forwards, backwards, uh, side to side, and just making sure, you know, the body is, is balanced. And that is a huge, huge part of my training and why I've been uh, healthy. And, and let me ask you one first part just, of it. Yeah. Let me just ask you one question uh, on, on the training, mm-hmm. because I think this is something that a lot of our amateur golfers they you know when they hear that especially some of these young guys they hear that they say well yeah you know they see tiger and they see all these young guys out on tour who are you know in really good shape in that but what they don't realize is mm-hmm. they're not just working on the, the big muscles they're also working on the stabilizing no. muscles as well because that gives you balance right absolutely absolutely mobility is huge I do a lot of shoulder hip mobility i even do like i'll throw in uh mobility work with some of the athletic movements that we do um, as well. So it's kind of killing two birds with one stone. And, uh, you know, you don't have to squat 600 pounds. You don't have to bench press 500 pounds. It's, it's all about uh, quality of the movements, moving fluidly, uh, moving athletically. Um, like we, I just got back, uh, worked out the other day. And Jeff, we did a FaceTime workout session. He's down in, uh, at, in South Florida. And <laughs> I was dying. I mean, I just did like body weight stuff. And I was like, Oh my goodness. The next day I woke up, my butt was killing me and my legs, my hands. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even do, I really didn't do anything. But, right. uh, but yeah, it's not, it, it's about doing uh, the movements the correct way. And right. uh, it's, it's, it's been great. It's, it's been fantastic, but it's a huge part of, you know, if I'm not healthy, I can't compete. And then, you know, if I can't compete or I can't do charity events or corporate events, then, you know, I don't make any money. So it's a, it's a huge part of, of my life. And it's, it's, and I really enjoy the training aspect of it. Well, and you know, you're, you are an athlete. I mean, people, you know, mm-hmm. have joked for years for a long time and they seem to have changed their tune when Tiger came on the scene because they saw that, you know, he was an athlete. Um, but yeah. they never, associated golf and we, we watched you know nicholas and and a lot of the other guys growing up you know you didn't look at them as athletes golfers were not considered athletes um but now they see this younger generation that's come up and they're all physically fit for the most part and you know they're really getting into some incredible fitness regimes and what people don't understand is you know if you want to play this game at its highest level then you've got to put some work in. It's not just about hitting a thousand balls on the driving range uh, or even right. just a matter of taking lessons. I mean, th- those factors are in there too, but you also have to, you know, keep your body in good shape and, and do the exercise and do the right exercise, which is more important, right? No doubt. No doubt. Imagine how, I mean, you have to be athletically gifted to hit a golf ball 300 yards. 
right? Three, and that's 300. Right. Imagine how, how much athletic ability you need to hit it 400 yards. I mean, it, I mean, these guys in the World Long Drive Tour, these guys that compete with my friends, and, I mean, they're just athletes. Like Jeff, Jeff Flagg, he played in the New York Mets uh, organization. He's 6'6", six, six, like 235. I mean, he, it, it's ridiculous. He's like, and you look at him like, oh, my God, how can this guy not play like tight end in the NFL or – or it's just right. it's awesome the athletes that we have and even like Justin James another another friend of mine he's he's about five ten but he's like two hundred and ten pounds just rock solid he was a pitcher uh, I think in the Toronto Blue Jays organization and these guys are right. athletes and and look at Kyle Berkshire you know what he's done in just mm-hmm. uh, in a short period of time in three years and uh, you know fastest guy on the planet Martin Borgmeyer I mean these guys are they're athletes. You know, and I mean, some yeah. of them may not be, you know, can't shoot 65, but I mean, they can go out respectably and, and shoot in the 70s and, and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think Kyle, Kyle can shoot around par. It might be a plus handicap. But, uh, you know, the, the biggest stigma, people think, oh, you know, he's a long driver. He can't putt or, you know, he's got no short game. And, right. Okay. Why don't you come out, come out and play with, you know, Justin Moose or Wes Patterson, myself and, and uh, and some of these guys, and and we'll take a little bit of money off you. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's all right. Let's move on to to um, really point number two, and that is the obviously in addition to you know getting yourself physically fit and, and training properly, and that to to get the right muscles, um, you also have to work on the the swing mechanics. Uh, I know you've got a swing coach, and, and you also work on uh, the proper sequencing, which we talked about before. Cover that a little yeah. bit. Um, what are you doing there that's giving you um, uh, the ability to do what you're able to do? So, you know, when I first saw Lucas, there was a lot of work that we put in at, at the beginning, uh, at the onset of, of it. So um, now it's kind of like maintenance. You know, I'll send him some swings here mm-hmm. and there. And, uh, and he'll, he'll compare it to some of my really good swings, my best swings that I've made and when I was at my best. And he'll be like, okay, this is, you know, this is what we're doing. This is what you need to do. And, and I know how to work on it. And it, it's really cool because, you know, he lives in Arkansas, and then I can, I can shoot a couple, you know, down-the-line swings, a couple face-on swings. I'll, I'll text it to him. He'll be like, okay, this is, this is what you're doing. He'll draw some lines. He'll send it back to me. I know exactly what he's talking about. And then I'll go and work on it, and then boom, it's right back. And, and sometimes it's not off by much, but just, you know, swinging that fast, being off by, you know, a degree or, you know, a little bit, maybe a little bit of slide left or, you know, maybe rotation, mm-hmm. a lack of rotation here and there. And, and he'll be like, look, this is, this is where we are. This is where we need to get to. And he'll show side by side my good swing or, you know, my best swing and then my current swing and be like, oh, okay, there we go. So, and that's the, that's really the cool part about it. But we put a lot of work in, you know, not just like I had a couple of lessons and all of a sudden I just, you know, started doing this. Right. It's a process. And, and I think people think, you know, when they go see a, a great instructor, they think it's just going to happen overnight and it, it, it doesn't work that way. And no. uh, I, I, you, you definitely need patience and you definitely need to, to work on things. It's almost like somebody said to me the other day, making small deposits in the bank every day, practice with a yep. purpose, you know, quality practice. I don't go out, like when I hit balls, I might hit balls for an hour and a half, but every ball I'm pretty much going through my routine, picking up my target, yep. um, you know, and, and, and hitting it. I'm not just getting up there, hitting one after the other, you know, going through the motions, and that's how you get sloppy. 
But uh, yeah. So well, and so it's that's kind of the things with this. Yeah, and it's, what's interesting, uh, and I know we're going to get that in in, uh, in the next uh, point. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But one of the things that uh, caught my eye in in you know what we're we're talking about here is there there are certain things within the sw- swing sequence that that are problematic. And you you pointed out to yours one of yours was that lateral slide. Is that lateral yeah. slide? Is that something that's very common with? Um, with somebody in your category, is that a common area that that problem because they're you're generating so much speed that it's almost you know impossible not to get uh, you know a lateral slide in there? I don't think it's I don't think it's a common problem with long drivers. Kind of, it, it's almost like an anti left swing because you know you move your center okay. of gravity left, you're you're probably not gonna you're probably not gonna hit it left. Um, I, I'm pretty okay. strong through the ball, kind of would hold it off, and all my misses would be right. So I kind of got got used to that little move when I was playing um, to where I can pretty much go at it as hard as I wanted to, and I knew it wasn't going to go left. But when you get – but when the sequence is right, you know, it's just it just flows. I can't really explain it. But when that – you rotate, and then once that left heel hits the ground, it's just fire and just let it go. With, with supple suppleness, though. It's not – there's nothing like right. I watched uh, – I watched the Usain Bolt um, uh, documentary the the other night on Netflix, and I'll tell you what, it's just amazing to see like him as the the best best sprinter ever. Just watching him go through and just you could see every, how beautifully rhythmic he is. I mean, just, there's just no tension when he runs, and and it's kind of the same thing uh, with long drivers, even golfers that hit it far, right? There's no, there should be mm-hmm. no no tension at all. Just let it go. Pick out your target. Be athletic and let it go. You've watched, I'm sure, over your career, um, a lot of amateur players. And if you're thinking about what you're doing, what your sequencing is, and you know your ability, what is a common problem that you see? And the reason why I'm asking this is obviously we have a lot of amateurs that are listening into the show tonight. And I want yeah. you to sort of explain, if you can, what is a lot of the common problems that you're seeing with amateur golfers? What is it they're doing in their swing that you're doing differently? That I'm doing differently. I would say, uh, you know, it's hard to, I would say, first of all, they don't see it up high. I I see thousands of golfers every day or every year Mm -hmm. at charity events and corporate events. And a lot of times, right. golf they don't tee it up. They don't tee it up high enough. They, they're hitting a ten degree driver and they're teeing it up like a like a nine iron. Like you know, yeah. you got to tee it up. You got you got to hit up on. It. If you're hitting down on it, you're gonna be putting way too much spin on it. Because how can you get a driver in the air when you're teeing it up? You know, a quarter of an inch in the air or half an inch in the air. I mean, tee that baby up and and you know, swing up on it. You know, rotate and 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 let it go. But I think a lot of times, Ted. They're, they're just hitting at the ball. They're just trying to hit it right. as hard as they can. And, uh, which is, a, you know, if you watch my golf swing, it's, it's pretty fluid. I'm not, it doesn't look like I'm expending too much energy when I'm, when I'm going at it. Um, so I'm allowing the club to get in front of me. I'm allowing my body to do the work. My arms are connected to my body and just, just let it go. And, um, but that's kind of what I would say. They're, they're, they're hitting at the ball and not through it. And they're just trying to they're trying to get that one shot 
rather than, you know, working on some mechanics and, you know, I get it all the time. So how do I gain 20 yards? I'm like, well, mm-hmm. swing faster. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it, you know, and by the time um, over the years, you know, all these companies come out, oh, this one is seven yards longer than last year. And you hear that every year, we, we should be hitting it. Uh, 900 yards by now right with it with a driver by switching right. a driver so i mean yes there are some characteristics in a driver uh that may give you less spin which means you know a little further carry and a little more roll but um but i think you know it all comes down to training getting your body to move better um you know a little bit bigger turn a little bit stronger a little bit faster get those get that body moving in the, in the correct sequence, you know, letting the hips start the downswing and just letting your shoulders go. And then ultimately your arms and then your hands. So, uh, but the sequence I think, you know, is is the biggest thing. And I see a lot of guys swinging, um, you know, these sticks, uh, not hitting anything. And and I I don't do it. Um, I used to do it. And then when I went to see Lucas, he's like, well, we need resistance. The body needs resistance. And I even talked to Jeff about this the other day about it. And, you know, your body needs to hit something, you know, it's, it needs resistance instead of just swinging it air. And when Lucas explained it to me, he goes, have you ever seen, you know, when Mike Tyson used to fight or any of these top line boxers, are these guys punching at air as hard as they can trying to get faster and more powerful? I'm like, well, probably not. You'll know. You see Barry Bonds or, you know, some of these home run hitters, legendary home run hitters, are they swinging a baseball bat at air or are they just swinging at nothing? I'm like, right. no. He goes, exactly, they're hitting a ball off a tee. And, you know, Tyson's hitting a, hitting a heavy bag or a speed bag or something, you know. And I'm like, yeah, God, that makes sense, you know. So uh know a couple of guys that, that have gotten a little bit, little bit hurt, wrist uh, issues and and a shoulder, and when you swing light clubs or heavy clubs at nothing, it could do more damage than anything. It might get you faster. I'm not saying if you're really slow, it might be good to just kind of swing it and, and get faster, but for sustained power, um, you know, it's one of the things that I got rid of um, when I first went to see Lucas, and it's really paid off in a big way. It's all about sequence of the body and really getting the body to move correctly. Yeah, and that's uh, I think that's the the problem with a lot of our amateur golfers is they don't have the proper sequence. And just to to go back to your point about the drivers, I, we in the business call that effective marketing. That's how they they manage to push out <laughs> exactly. a different right very effective exactly. marketing because we know the truth. And I mean the, the truth is, and and I'm I'm not trying to bash the equipment uh, guys out there, but I mean certainly equipment can can offer some um, some more distance and things like that. But I always equate it this way. You know, if if you're not able to make good good contact with the ball in the proper sequence, then you have no business going out and spending four or five six hundred dollars on a new driver. It's just that simple. Um, you know, right. use that as a as a you know uh, a carrot for the proverbial donkey, if you will. You know, dangle that carrot, and that's what happens. They get they see these flashy new. I mean, I was at the PGA show this year, and I don't want to get off topic, but you know, just some of the stuff out there. And I know it's great. And yeah, yeah. And you know, there's some exciting stuff there, but there's also a lot of stuff there. I mean, come on, it's just not going to do what it says it does for the, for the average golfer out there because they're not making the right contact with the ball. They're hitting the ball. As you said, they're not swinging through it. 
Um, but that's 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 a whole nother show. I'll have you back on. We'll talk about that. But um, all right. I want, so I want to move on to point three, and this is an area. And this is what I said back a little while ago. I said that this is an area that a lot of um, amateur golfers fail at as well. First off, they're not focused. Um, and you talk about deliberate practice. Um, most of the amateurs yes. don't really practice at all. They don't practice with any sort of purpose. They just go out there and rake and hit balls. Uh, and also you talk about mind work. So cover those three areas there uh, in your third point here. Uh, explain a little bit more what you do here. Yeah, so uh, when I go out to practice, I have a plan. So, uh, you know, short game wedges, uh like yesterday, I went out in the morning. I worked on pitch shots, you know, 20, 30, 40 yard pitch shots, working on it with my buddy TJ Cosgrove. Um, and uh, it's just, it's really, really cool to to kind of hit different shots, you know, higher little spinners and, and things around the green. So I'm, I'm really focused on hitting a type of shot with the correct, uh, uh, the correct movement of the, of the club head to, to make it, you know, hit low spinners, hit higher spinners, hit, you know, something that's going to run a little bit. So just hitting different shots around the green. Cause I have a lot of wedges since I hit it so far. So those are, those are shots that I didn't have when I played, uh, but learning these shots and get, kind of getting the feel and getting comfortable and really focusing on, on the correct, uh, the correct movement of the club through the, through the strike and, and what, what, how it causes the ball to spin more or, you know, a little lower trajectory, higher trajectory, um, maybe a little flop shot uh, to a tight pin or whatever. Hopefully I never short side myself, but uh, I'm sure it's going to happen. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm really focused on what I'm doing out there. I'm not just out there, you know, BSing and, and kind of, I'm, this is work for me but I really enjoy it. This is, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate, passionate to play. Uh, can't wait to have an opportunity to play, uh, you know, have an opportunity to play Q school for the champions tour and, and uh, think I can do really well. Um, everything is progressing beautifully. And, but when I go out there, Ted, it's, it, I am focused. I'm, I'm not out there for 10 hours either. I'm getting, I'm going to get, you know, three hours, you know, work in, work on, you know, pitch shots for 45 minutes or, you know, hitting a certain type of shot or hitting it to a certain pin. Uh, mm. Thankfully, you know, Bella Kalina uh, Golf Club, where I'm a member, they have a great practice facility in the back. And uh, I can work on short game stuff, pitches, wedge shots. And uh, it's it's like a perfect setup for me where I can go back there and nobody's uh, going to bother me. I can kind of just get my work done. And then, and the deliberate practice kind of ties into that. So I'm right. deliberately focused on, on what I'm doing. I'm not just hitting shots. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm working on, you know, where the bottom of my, uh, of the club is when I'm hitting a pitch shot or a wedge shot and hitting the, hitting the proper weight of the shot. So, um, and then mind work. I, I was, I've been working with, uh, Paul Doolin who works with some PGA tour players, some LPGA tour players and, and uh, he has been fantastic for me. We um, we have uh, a great relationship. Uh, you know, his daughter played on my son's little league team, so we met about four years ago when when our kids were like 11, uh, 11, 12 right. years old, and kind of just started talking. And he he's phenomenal. And we've been working on on expectations. I've always had a lot of expectations uh, when I played before, and 
you know, so it, I'm doing everything, you know, uh, I'm going through every single uh, aspect of golf the, the proper way. I'm preparing, I'm going through the preparation of where I want to get mm-hmm. to. And it's going, I, I, it's almost like I go out now with no expectations and I'm, I'm, I'm playing really well. It's like if, if I miss the putt, so what? You know, where I would get, I would get a little upset if I missed a five-footer or four-footer. But if you, if you look at the tour averages from six feet, nine feet, 15 feet, 20 feet, it's incredible. Uh, you know, I think it's like 18% from, from 20 feet or something like that. It's like, really, they only make 18 out of 100 from 20 feet on those greens? But you would think they'd make like 50%, right? But that's not right. the case. And uh, so I just kind of knowing all the numbers and like, you know what, I'm just going to go out and, and hit, pick out my target and go through my preparation and be athletic and, and just kind of go from there. So the mind work that I've been doing with Paul uh, every week, every other week has been, has been fantastic uh, for my preparation uh, from, the, from the mind's eye, from the mind part of things uh, on the golf course. Well, and, and, and again, too, uh, you know, Eddie, this is an area that a lot of our, our recreation golfers, and, and let me just put things in perspective. Obviously, you have a specific mission and, and you have goals in mind. You're out there wanting to compete at a higher, much higher level than most of our weekend warriors. But that doesn't mean that, that they can't incorporate some of what you're talking about. If they want to improve, they've got to do um, and, and put more of an effort into it. And that's really what it boils down to. I mean, they don't have to go to the same extent that you are because this is right. something that you're making a living at but if they can even do part of what you're talking about they would see a vast improvement but unfortunately what they tend to do is they go well I'll go out for you know 20 minutes 30 minutes or what have you or even an hour and they're just beating balls to death they don't do anything as far as really much of a fitness routine they're not thinking about from the mental aspect of the game and obviously, you know, you've got access to a lot of great professionals to do that, and not everybody is going to have that option. But there are a lot of things that they can do in the areas that we've talked about so far, and the one we're about to talk to, uh, talk about rather, um, that they can do to at least improve um, instead of wasting money, as I said earlier, going out and, and spending it on a four or five hundred dollar, uh, you know, p- new piece of equipment. And the fourth right. point I want to get to, because I know this is important and it all sort of comes in uh, into fruition with this, and that is nutrition. Uh, that's a big part of your, your routine as well. And also the importance of being hydrated. Let's touch on those points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when, uh, when I first got into, um, when long drive in late 20, uh, 2013, uh, it was imperative that, uh, that I needed to eat better and, uh, kind of went through the organic thing. I'm like, come on, how could organic really be, you know, mm-hmm. organic fruits and vegetables. They're really, you know, is it kind of like a, you know, a thing? But uh, I'll tell you what, I haven't really been sick over the last seven years. Um, right. So, you know, we eat organically whenever we can, and, and there's, you know, all the pesticides and all the junk in some of our food supplies. So um, so that's been a huge thing for me, uh, you know, understanding nutrition, grass-fed, uh, grass-fed beef, you know, bison, lamb, pork, whatever, uh, organic, uh, plant-based meals. I've been eating less meat, but kind of doing some plant-based stuff. Uh, I did a plant-based diet for about 30 days back in, I believe it was October. And, uh, I felt pretty good on it. And then the last week of it, it was like, 
it's almost like somebody hit me with a sledgehammer. I'm like, whoa, that was kind of weird. But I think I think if you can, a lot of people, you know, uh, vegetarians or vegans or whatever, mm-hmm. if it works for them, great. It, 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 it's not going to work for me 100%, but I do, um, you know, I, I think you, you do need some, some animal meats. That's just my opinion. So mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, the iron and some of the nutrition you get from red meat, uh, and right. chicken and things like that is, is, is really important for you, especially as an athlete. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I kind of felt sluggish there that last week. So once, you know, but I, I've definitely cut down on, on the red meat and things like that. Uh, but really, really important to eat, uh, the nu- high nutrition meals. And, you know, once I did that, and I think that, that adds to why I've been healthy. You know, you put, you know, you can't put, you know, sludge in a, in a race car. Right, you got to put the highest right. quality, highest quality uh, gasoline, or uh, you know, fuel in to get the maximum results, and that's just part of it. And hydration, I drink a lot of alkaline water, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of high pH, at least eight, eight and a half, nine and a half. Uh, thankfully, Costco has a nine and a half alkaline and a and like an eighteen pack for ten bucks. So that's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't break the bank. You're not spending three bucks on like a, right. a two liters of water every, every time you drink it. But you know, high pH is, right. is really good for you. Um, the higher the pH, uh, the better. So, uh, but it's just, it's just a way of life, Ted, you know, I mean, I, I want to be healthy, uh, you know, I'll be 50 in November and I want to, I want to kind of be that, be that person that, be like, hey, you know, you, you can hit it really far as a 50-year-old. And, you, you know, I can go out there and, and shoot 63 or 4 and uh, and do all this as as a 50-year-old. I, I spent some time with Bryson DeChambeau on the uh, on the range at uh, at Bay Hill. And we talked a little bit about, um, you know, what he's doing. He just – he is – that guy is absolutely head over heels in love with speed and power. It's pretty awesome to see and – and uh, he put up like 203 ball speed uh, the other day at his house and when he was in quarantine in Dallas. And, and I was just laughing. I'm like, this guy's like insane. It's awesome. It's just so awesome to see. And, and uh, he was kind of picking my brain about power and speed and, and, you know, and a few other guys were as well. So it's just, it's kind of neat for these guys who are the best in the world on the PGA tour kind of, uh, ask you questions and, and say, Hey, you know, what are, what are you thinking about it at this point? You know, what do you do? Uh, or what do you see that I could maybe do a little bit better to gain some more speed? So it's kind of, it's kind of neat that, uh, I mean, some of the guys in PJ tour could learn a lot from, uh, you know, us world long drive guys and, and, uh, who, who have good golf swings and can, can move it, you know, move it off the tee box. Cause, you know, there's plenty of guys who can gain at least an extra 20, 25 yards. Well, and, and exactly. And, you know, you also have to factor in that, you know, you're not like um, some of the others, not only in World, world uh, Long Drive, but even on the PGA Tour that are, you know, in their 20s and 30s, you're, you know, approaching 50. So they see you and what you're accomplishing. And really to them that they're thinking that's my future if I, if I want to be yeah. there. Um, you know, I, you know, when I get to that stage and I'm not trying to sound like we're, we're a couple of old farts here or anything, but, no, um, not at all. you know, realistically, when they look at that, because of what you're able to accomplish, they know that you're doing something right. Um, because yeah. no, you know, you're no not, doubt. you're not 
hobbling across the, the green with a walker uh, or a cane. Right. So they see that you know you're fit and that you're able to to generate a lot of power still. So they're thinking, okay, what's he doing that's helping him to to accomplish and sustain that? And you know we've covered some of the things here, um, and, and that's why they're coming to you, and that's why they're asking you the questions because you're able to produce what it is that they want to be able to do or are doing or want to improve on, and they're seeing that you're doing it, you know, ten, twenty, or even thirty years down the road. So um, that's a testament to really what you've been doing. Uh, and yeah, uh, obviously a- something to be very, absolutely right. Yeah, um, no doubt. And, and and all of these things, all of these points that, that we've covered so far are are extremely important. And and again, you know, depending on what your position is and what you're trying to accomplish, you know, it, it's like everything in moderation. You don't have to go out and get into some, you know, heavy fitness r- routine, or you don't have to go out there and practice for three hours on the golf course, and you don't have to suddenly just completely overhaul your entire uh, diet. Um, but by doing some of the things, Eddie, that you're talking about here, they can have some great improvement, and they can take it you know, at their own pace. Um, but number five is one, too, that's really important, and a lot of people don't, especially in this fast-paced world that we're living in, um, maybe not so much here recently in the last couple of months, but, but normally, yeah. and that is the importance of, of getting proper rest and sleep and obviously the recovery when you are doing some of these things. So let's, let's talk about point five. Huge, 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 huge recovery, uh, rest, sleep. Uh, one of them, you know, obviously a, a big part of it as well out of the five points that I've discussed or that we discussed today, um, you really need to take care of your body. Um, especially as you get older, you know, as a 49 year old competing with these young kids, half my age, you know, and I feel great, but you know, even if you're 25, you have to recover. Your body needs uh, it needs plenty of, of sleep. You have to recover, however that looks. Uh, Epsom salt baths are phenomenal. I love them, as yep. my friends as my friends uh, know. <laughs> it's uh, I tell them, dude, you got to take an Epsom salt bath. It's you know, sit in there for thirty minutes, nice hot. I mean, you'll feel like a million bucks. Have you be relaxed? Your, your body will feel good. You'll sleep better. Um, but uh, that that's a huge part of it. Um, Resting, get plenty of sleep. You know, you can't go out and, and party till four in the morning and then expect to perform at a high level the next day. I mean, you probably might be able to do it for a little while if you're 25, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to wind up catching up with you, which, you know, in turn kind of goes hand in hand with the nutrition part of things. If, if you eat well, uh, you know, your nutrition, your hydration is, is top level, and then you get the, the proper recovery, rest, and sleep, um, you know, you're on the right path and then kind of bundle all those five points up and, uh, and you, you know, you could be on a really good path to, to really uh, achieving some goals and things that you want to do. But, but the, the recovery rest sleep is a huge part of it. It's all, it's all part of the right recipe as, uh, as my buddy Jeff says. Well, and I just want to uh, also mention too, cause I think they, certainly deserve some, some credit in the process, but um, as you put, uh, it, it's really a team. It's not just the, the people that are helping you with the physical uh, part of it and, and, and getting you on a good nutritional program, uh, and even, uh, you know, Paul, who helps you mentally uh, overcome some Absolutely. of the different challenges that you might be faced with, um, but you got a team at home. you got a wife and, and, yeah. uh, and three, three kids, so 
I'm sure they help to keep you in line, and they're part of the team as well, correct? They definitely keep me on my toes. I've got my son is 15, my daughters are 13 and 11, so we're, I'm kind of right in the sweet spot here. It's about to get really fun the next few years. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, my wife has supported me from day one, and, and uh, it's, it's, it's just it's a great team, and she loves what I do, and, and she, uh, she encourages me to go out. And I mean, how many wives want their husbands to go out and, and practice and play and, and compete? Obviously, I, I make a living doing it, but, um, sure. but she never wanted me to stop playing in 04. I mean, I was pretty close, won a lot of tournaments in 2004. She wanted me to continue playing. I was just, at that point, I was just done. Um, but uh, I just needed a break, and it just wasn't my time. But, but now is my time. And, uh, right. you know, I'm going to make the most of my opportunities going forward. And, and uh, you know, but, but the team, my wife and kids, a huge team at home. If I, if I didn't have the support at home, I wouldn't, you know, uh, I wouldn't be on the path that I'm on right now. Um, you know, I, I was, I've been training with Barrett Stover for the last few years. Um, been training with Jeff Flagg now recently. Um, he's been fantastic. He's been a friend of mine for years. He's also a world long drive champion, and he gets it. And, um, you know, Paul Doolin on the mental side and Lucas mm-hmm. Wald on the swing side. So I have, I just have a great team of people around me, uh, who want to see me succeed, who, uh, who I, I couldn't do it without them. So I'm very appreciative yeah. of that. And, and, uh, you know, it, it does take a team, even though it's an individual sport, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a team of people, uh, you know, working towards a common goal. And uh, I believe I've got all the right tools in place. All I have to do is just execute the plan and go out and, uh, and just do the little things every day, and I'll have my opportunities in the future. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm just blessed. I'm really blessed being healthy and, and having a really uh, top-notch quality team around me to, uh, you know, to, to push me to, uh, and to just guide me in the right direction. And, you know, I, I, I can't ask for anything more than that. It's going to, it's going to prepare me the best way uh, for my opportunities going forward. So it's, it's pretty exciting. Well, and, and, you know, it, it also, um, you know, for you to, to go through the various steps that you have to, to go through in order to be at, at this level um, also sends a signal, you know, uh, just to talk about back home, it really shows your family. I mean, it's a little bit different with your wife because obviously she's a little bit older than your kids. But for your kids particularly, you know, setting an example of when you have something that, you know, you're passionate about and you put the, you know, the ducks in a row, if you will, that you can achieve virtually anything that you set your mind to. So what a great role yeah. model you've become for your children for them to be able to watch, whether they like, dislike golf. I mean, that's really irrelevant. The fact that they're seeing you go through the motions of, you know, pursuing something that's important to you, um, but doing sure. it in a way that's healthy. So, you know, obviously, um, you know, that that's going to overflow into their development as they get, uh, you know, through their next uh, stage of life. So um, what, a, what a great, uh, as I said, what a great role model. Uh, I want to give you a, a chance yeah, to, as, we, as you're very welcome, as we sort of get ready to, to wrap things up here in a little bit. Um, I mentioned earlier that you, you know, you are involved in, in uh, with different fundraising opportunities and things like that and foundations and, and have literally helped to raise millions of dollars for, for a lot of those charities. Touch on that a little bit. 
Yeah, so uh, got into some fundraising after my first year uh, in World Long Drive. Um, so I, I did some charity events where I'll go out and I'll, I'll help raise money for the charity. Uh, on a par five, I'll sit out there, I'll hit, hit drives for, for all the groups that come through and then raise money for the respective charity. And uh, it, it's been a blast. I really enjoy it. I've gotten, in, I've gotten to become really good friends with, uh, with a lot of people through the years. Uh, one family in particular, uh, the Logan family out in, in uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, for uh, Cooper Logan has uh, Kawasaki disease, which is an aneurysm that mm. forms in the heart. And uh, right. he's like 10 years old and just, just an incredible family. I stay with him every time I go out there and, and, and do their event. But it's just, it, it's really cool to, uh, to, to see all of the relationships that I've, that I've forged. And, and, you know, the, I think it's, it's easy what I do. I, it's, you know, going out there and entertaining, having fun with all the groups, you know, hitting 350, 400 plus yard drives for all the groups and, and seeing the looks on their faces and, and taking pictures with the bell. That's all fun. But, uh, but, you know, in hindsight, you look at, you look at all these kids that are, that are struggling day to day and have to take you right. know, 20 pills a day just, just to remain alive and, and yeah. not just Kawasaki disease, but kids with leukemia and, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and ALS, I, I've done ALS events and, and uh, it's, you know, Every time I do an event, it, it kind of humbles me a little bit just to just to know that uh, I'm healthy, my kids are healthy, and and just thankful every day for uh, the opportunity to do what I do and to help out uh, different charities and things like that. And and uh, it's a it's a really cool part of what I do uh, to go out and and I just I have a blast. It's it's really fun. And sometimes I'm in five cities in, in seven days and I don't sleep much, but I'm I'm never going to complain about it. Because I can remember running around a restaurant for, for, you know, eight to 10 hours after training all day, seven days a week. So um, I've been, I've been at the bottom working my butt off to get to this point. And uh, I will never complain about, you know, hitting golf balls for a living. It's, uh, it's, it's a privilege and, and it's, it's pretty awesome. And the same thing that I do with corporate events, I'll go out and, and I'll play client golf with, with corporations like they have corporate clients come in and, and I'll go, go play 18 holes and go to dinner and, and they'll pick my brain and ask me questions. That's, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy the charity thing, but, and, and I enjoy the, the corporate, uh, corporate setting as well, going out and playing with clients and just seeing the looks on their faces when you, you know, when you rip one 380 and you're hitting a, a nine iron <laughs> into a par five. and <laughs> Right. So, but uh, it's it's all fun. I really enjoy what I do, and, and looking forward to the future and, and the opportunities ahead, and uh, you know, just re- remaining humble too. You know, and uh, it's, it's well, all part of it. Yeah, and and well said, and and you know, Eddie, the, the truth of it is, when you look at as as a whole, I mean, no other sport, no other platform gives so much back and does so much. I mean, if you look at over um, many, many decades, I mean, you know, we're pretty much in the same age group and, you know, I can go back to, you know, Bob Hope and Jackie Gleason and some of the greats of, of entertainment that were all involved in golf and used those, those um, tools. I mean, they certainly didn't play on the PGA tour or play it uh, in, in big events like that, but they used golf to really help propel a lot of, uh, charities and 
and um, you know those types of platforms that were important to them, and really no other sport. I mean, it was amazing. I had a gentleman, and I the name slips my mind, but he came on uh, the show several years ago, and he had was publishing a book about all the different golf tournaments that are geared with charities, and it's just amazing how many thousands and thousands every year of events. Um, no other sport even comes close to it, and same with the with the money that's raised. So uh, I can understand your passion about you know being involved with these different organizations and and helping them uh, raise funds for for worthy cause. Uh, you do so uh, again. Kudos to you for that. Um, I, I want to take a, a moment or two. Um, as I said, we're getting close to our time here, but um, I know that your next step is to get ready for the Champions Tour. What are you doing to get ready, and uh, when's that going to take? I think you said later this fall you'll be fifty. Yeah, I'll be I'll be fifty in November. Uh, champions. Yeah. I don't think the uh, schedule's not out yet, but it's probably November-ish uh, where Champions right. Tour qualifying is. So there's probably going to be one in Phoenix, which that's probably where I'll go for the first stage, and then I'm not sure where the finals are. But once the uh, schedule gets released, then I'll know uh, where to go. But I'm just I'm kind of doing what uh, uh, what my team has me doing, so training, uh, going out practicing, working on wedges, short game, uh, being an efficient putter, kind of being athletic, uh, changed a few things, just kind of seeing it and hitting it, really, for uh, being an athlete and having the ability that I do, just uh, especially on the greens, that's really helped me a lot, just kind of get through – and go through certain preparation on the greens and gathering information and then just picking a line and, and control the controllables. Uh, I can only control what I do. I can only control my preparation and where, uh, where I'm looking at, like, you know, stroking the putt. Okay. So if I see this, you know, two cups out to the right, that's, I'm going to be, I'm going to commit 100% to that line and I'm just going to, you know, feel the speed and, and then just hit it. If it goes in, great. If it doesn't, that's great too. So it's not – it hasn't really bugged me missing putts at all the last few weeks. And it's funny, I've had under 30 putts every single round. So it's uh, with 23 putts in my in that uh, in that mini-tour event where I shot 68. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny how just allowing – uh, your athletic ability to, to just come through and, and allowing yourself to just be free and, and flow and just allow it, allow it to happen has been, you know, every day it gets a little bit better. And, uh, well, you know, working with Paul every other week and, and just, it's been really cool, really, really cool. Um, really cool how it's going. Well, and, and, you know, just to, to sort of sum it up, you know, Eddie, the, and, and you really have touched on this this evening, and, and I appreciate you coming on the show. You know, you really have to, first and foremost, you have to find something that you're passionate about. And obviously, this is something that you've been very, very passionate about um, for, for many, many years. And then you have to decide to make that, that commitment. And once you've made that commitment, then it's a matter of, getting the right people around you, as you said, that team around you to help guide and, and, and point you in the right direction to um, becoming a, a better athlete and a better player all the way around. And then it's just, you know, after that, then it's just, you know, the sky's the limit. It's what you decide and what you internally decide, okay, this is what the direction I want to go. This is what I want to do here. Um, and then it's just a matter of this team helping you to, to achieve those goals and, and do the right steps to get there. And it sounds like you've got a great 
uh, a great plan, and that obviously it's it's yielded some phenomenal results. And I have no doubt, um, you know, and we have a, a mutual uh, acquaintance, uh, um, a, a PGA professional, John Decker, who I know you've uh, been on his uh, program, but uh, he yeah. speaks very highly of you and, and your dedication. In fact, uh, he's uh, I'm sure he's probably going to be listening. So uh, he wants to hit the gym <laughs> with you. He wants to get in there. And he wants to get into some of this routine because, you know, he's pretty oh, excited. Yeah. So he, he, so, Absolutely. Um, we, he won't be excited when we're done. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure initially anyways, but, but John's a, John's a great yeah. guy. And, you know, I, I value having him on the program here quite a bit. In fact, he's going to be on next week, but, um, oh, for sure. but you know, he, 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 he speaks very highly of, of what you've, you know, your commitments and things like that. And it just goes to, you know, what I said earlier, you know, whether you're, you know, somebody that's aspiring, uh, you know, just to, to get out there and, and play every weekend or, or once a week, um, doesn't really matter. If you do the things that we talked about here tonight that Eddie's put forth, again, you don't have to go to the, the same levels that he is uh, necessarily, but if you put some of these into practice, you're going to see some, some great results. And I would rather you do that than go spend your money um, buying equipment that is not going to give you the results that you need. Um, save that as a treat when you've, you've done the, the homework and you've done the steps, if you will. Uh, that can be a way that you can reward yourself. But in the meantime, get out there and, and uh, do some of the things that Eddie's talked about. Well, Eddie, um, I'm, I'm going to let you go because I know you've got a family there and you've got to um, get some rest and recover from, from today. But um, uh, you're always welcome uh, to come back on the show and and I know we're going to be working on some things outside of this that we've talked about, and, and I won't get into them here, but um, uh, I will reach out to you very, very shortly about those things. But, uh, Eddie, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been an honor and, and a pleasure uh, hearing some of your story and some of your journey, and uh, I wish you much continued success. Yeah, thanks, Ted. I appreciate it. Uh, it. It was a privilege. Thank you very much. It was a great, great talk. God, it went by fast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's hard to. I could probably we probably could have gone, especially with me. Uh, I can talk, so we probably could have gone the full two hours. But I, I know you've got a lot of stuff to do, and you've you've probably got work to do for uh, tomorrow. So I don't want to keep you from that. You got a, a lovely family at home to uh, to spend some time with. But Eddie, thank you very much for joining me tonight on Golf Talk Live. It's been a pleasure, and uh, I'll reach out to you soon. My pleasure, Ted. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Bye bye. All right, that was Fast Eddie Fernandez, World Long Drive Champion, joining me here tonight on Golf Talk Live. Uh, just a, a very humble gentleman and just uh, got a great head on his shoulder. It just knows what he wants. And, uh, you know, I, I just can't emphasize enough that some of the points that he talked about tonight, um, really, you can get some, some phenomenal results out there if you just uh, put them into practice. So uh, if you're joining us late in the program, uh, sorry that you, you missed the live broadcast, but if you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash golf talk live or just simply type in golf talk live uh, up in the search key there uh, and you can scroll down to the on demand section. And after the um, show airs here in just a moment, uh, you can listen to the recorded version in its entirety. So make sure you do that. Uh, there's some other great ways you'll hear about here in just a moment. But uh, as I said, uh, I want to thank my very special guest one more time, Eddie Fernandez. Uh, world long drive champion for joining me this evening on golf talk live next week we'll be returning to our regular schedule uh, including coaches corner will be starting us off and then another great guest to follow uh, shortly after so 
Thank you, everybody. Have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. Protect yourselves. Do the right thing and listen to your officials um, uh, and do what they tell you to do. God bless everybody. Take care. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this evening's broadcast of Golf Talk Live. Remember to tune in each week at blogtalkradio.com forward slash golftalklive. If you can't join us live, check out the on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts or listen on any of the following social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course, Spotify. To get updates on future shows and upcoming guests, be sure to visit the show's Facebook page, Golf Talk Live Blog. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO. Remember to join me live each week for another great broadcast of Golf Talk Live. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.